Hi, welcome to the Penis Project podcast. This is the place to come to find out everything you've always wanted to know about men's health but were too embarrassed to ask. Join physiotherapist Dr. Joe Milios and sexologist nurse practitioner Melissa Hadley-Barrett as they talk to real men and the experts about men's private parts. Have a burning question you really want to know the answer to? Please subscribe to our website at thepenisproject.org and just ask us. The greater the length, while the greater the strength, the more time I've got for you. There's too much talking, texting, tweeting, posting. Too much noise altogether. In silence is strength and peace and space. Imagine silence forever. The Penis Project podcast is proudly supported and sponsored by Prost, Exercise for Prostate Cancer, and the RS Health Penile Rehabilitation Program. Prost is a not-for-profit charity set up by myself in 2012 that aims to help men exercise during their experience with prostate cancer. If you want to know anything more about Prost, including our online service and USB product now available, please just go to prost.com.au. The Penile Rehabilitation Program was created by Melissa at Restorative Sexual Health. This is an online program to assist turning software into hardware without leaving your home. This program was designed for people who live in areas where access to health professionals in this area is not available, or for those who are just too busy to attend consults, or even for those who just feel more comfortable learning at home with online learning and consultations online. For more information about this program, please go to www.rshealth.com.au. Prost means cheers to your health, so Prost to you. November 11, 11 a.m., 60 seconds, kids watch on the wall, in the pub, in the tab, in the cars. So welcome to the Penis Project podcast. Today we have Brad Milstead on the podcast and he is the founder of a project called Six Bees and it was started in 2017 and Brad is going to tell us all about this. The six Bs are great. They stand for something that is excellent and you're going to tell us about. So welcome, Brad, and we're looking forward to hearing all about the six Bs. Hello, ladies, and hello all, and thank you very much uh, for the invite and um, your connection with our message of awareness, which is the six Bs. And it's it's just basically just trying to get blokes to reconnect with themselves Um and, and their mates, basically. So the six Bs right at the very top, we'll get that out of the way, is uh, blokes, barbecue, bonfire, beers, bonding, and bullshit. <laughs> um, it started, as you said, in 2017. So it was uh, on the back of an initiative from the Movember Foundation uh, on May the 8th, make it mate day and check in on a mate. Um, I'm, in, I'm on a family farm uh, with the previous generation and my generation on there. Uh, we'd had a bit of a dry start to 2017 in the Northern Ag region, coming off uh, what was quite a good 2016, uh, albeit a little bit frosty and cold. Um, so, yeah, we still had some trees in paddocks that uh, had come down that we had pushed up for paddock preparation. So I, I bounced off a couple of mates uh, very early May when I got the email from November about, uh, yeah, why don't we stick a match in those and we're going to have a barbecue. and um, yeah, let's get the band back together, basically. So it, it was on the back of Wotheroo. We don't well, we don't have any male team sport left at all. Um, I've played my share and probably 
somebody else's half share of uh, a lot of country cricket along the way at varying levels and um, a reasonable amount of football locally as well. So, uh, I'd we, yeah, with no team sport to go and support or play anymore, um, I was just basically really missing my mates. Um, we didn't have an excuse to get out and uh, socialise anymore. Um, our, our school was dwindling in numbers, so the PNC functions were declining. Uh, we do still have a local pub, which is good. Um, but, yeah, I was basically uh, missing that. But it, probably a real kicker was I was going through the grief of um, our family. We lost a, a 17-year-old nephew in a car accident through nothing more than just fatigue. Oh. Um, There's nothing else involved. Um, but, yeah, it did come very suddenly, obviously, and really tore our family apart. And, um I was, yeah, dealing with the grief of that myself, basically, as well. Um, probably a, a little bit hidden more than anything, um, as well as on the back of some tough tough seasonal years along the way. And, um, yeah. So that just... So um, it, it, sorry, that just makes me think... So we have lots of listeners who won't know where Wadaru is. So can you just give us a brief outline of how remote Wadaru is, where you are, and what you do there? Okay, yeah, so I'm in Wotheroo. Uh, it's in the Shire of Mora. Um, it's exactly halfway between Perth and Geraldton on the Inland Midlands Road. Um, Western and, Australia, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Western Australia, sorry. Yeah. The, the, the Midwest of Western Australia, the Shire of Mora, uh, and it's an, a, an hour inland from the coast. So it's a, it's a broadacre agriculture area, uh, all dry land stuff. There's no irrigation at all generally still mixed so there's cropping and livestock and generally the livestock is sheep so um yeah i'm part of a family farming operation uh with yeah my father and my uncle the cousin and myself so um yeah it's it's we're only a couple of hours from perth it, it's not it's not real remote um it, it it's good it's far enough away from perth that the in-laws can't visit because it's just too far <laughs> but we can do we, we can do day trips to perth so it's uh yeah it, but there's a lot of people that live in other places in the world where the idea of getting in a car and driving for two hours or a four-hour round trip is just unfathomable so a lot of people would see that as very remote Yes, no, absolutely. Yeah, we know where you're from. You're from Wotheroo. So we've, we've ascertained that for you it's not far, but two hours' drive to the city is probably quite a long way. It's too far to go for a footy game or something like that just to play, isn't it? So, you know, Oh, to play, yeah, yeah. Play. And, and, that's, and that's the thing. With our sport, um, obviously I was more passionate about cricket than football, but uh, at the end of the cricket we'd combined with the league north of us, so the furthest games were an hour and a half away. Mm. Um, so we drive for an hour and a half getting there. For some reason, we still haven't been able to work it out. It was an hour and a half getting there. It was not uncommon for it to be a four or five hour trip home. <laughs> it was. Uh, we just. Uh, we, I don't know. It's sort of whether it's a topography or something like that. Maybe it was all <laughs> downhill going there and uphill coming back. Or I don't know. We, we had some fun. Maybe it was stopping at the pub on the way. A but, few mm. donuts. Yeah. In a few different places. <laughs> so. Oh, or, or, or piss rings on the road on the yeah. way home or something. But, yeah. So, you know, these kind of events are really important in country communities to keep people connected and together. So obviously those things as farms get bigger and less people live in communities, and I think that's also definitely happening in the fishing industry, um, communities get smaller and so it's harder to connect. So that is one of the drivers for the six Bs. 
Yeah, a- absolutely. It it was, yes, we didn't have the team sport. Um, team sport is a crucial part of regional living, mm. um, as is the local watering hole. It's become apparent to me uh, that not everybody likes team sport. Not everybody likes going to a, going to the pub, but I'm yet to find anybody who doesn't like standing around a bonfire. So um, it's sort of that neutral setting to, oh, it's a real wanky term, but a safe place for guys to to be there. And, and that's a big thing. It, it's, it's a proven fact that it's inherent in us as males to be the hunter, protector, gatherer mm-hmm. for our, our families. Um, in a mixed crowd, you're never going to get blokes to really open up about where they're at in their life, um, what's going on and all the rest of it. Or you're just going to get bullshit, really. It's it's very shallow. Whereas a group of all men, you don't have to have that bravado. Yes, there's still the, the blokes with two dicks that have to get there and make themselves out to be bigger than Ben-Hur. But it just gives you an opportunity to, A, it's the mental health. Yes, the six Bs did start off as, as the mental health um, component, really, but it, I've tried to morph it and manoeuvre it into more of a whole well-being thing. It's just being in another group of men. So I'm 50 years old, being in a group of mates and hearing somebody else talk about um, they don't get an erection like they used to get. Thing, things don't work like they used to get. Uh, like they used to. Um, to hear that, that somebody else is having that same problem can be reassuring and just let put your mind at ease that, oh, hang on, that is natural. It, it happens. I'm not the first person experiencing this in life. You can also get the other story of uh, the bloke that's got the lump or the bump somewhere and dismisses it, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not doing anything about it, and somebody might pull them up and say, no, had a mate had that and we buried him 18 months later because he did nothing about it, so go to the doctor. Mm. Um, you, you both know professionally how very poor blokes are at going to their doctor and doing being engaged with their health. It's called our health for a reason. It's our health, nobody else's. So just hopefully those sort of conversations might give people the resolve or the confidence to actually go to the doctor um, and get those things checked out. And like a lot of things, or in ag and particularly cropping, the best weeds you can spray are, are, are young weeds, small weeds. It's the same as any illness. It's better to treat it when it's small than when it's got too big and you can't do anything about it. So, it, mm-hmm. yeah, it, yeah, it really is trying to just get blokes to connect with themselves better and their mates. You've alluded to the size of agriculture now or the size of agriculture holdings and farms, we're very mechanised now. Um, everyone around here is doing probably five times what our fathers did in terms of area. Mm. It's also then, because it's so mechanised, it's not very hands-on with other people and we're all more connected than ever before thanks to our phones. We're probably less connected than ever before because we're not actually getting there and talking to people. And the previous generation were very good at they'd start work and they'd stop for morning tea. They'd go inside, have a cuppa, mum would make something to eat, then you'd go back to work, you'd stop for lunch and you'd all have lunch together and you'd have afternoon tea maybe together. But now I know just farming with my cousin, we 
I'll grab a travel mug of tea. He doesn't drink tea or coffee and you just keep going. You don't actually stop. You, you make a point of probably every fortnight of trying to catch up with either the uncle or the father for that, for that connection for them. But, um, yeah, it's, yeah, just the size of farms. But it's not just farming. Everybody's under more pressure than ever before um, to perform um, parenting. There's It's untold pressures put on us by the un, unfair expectations of uh, public perception, I suppose, uh, that you think you're doing it wrong the whole time and, oh, they've done that or they've done that. You, yeah, just to try and put some normality back in life, basically. So you started off with this one bonfire because you had all this, these, like, trees that needed to be burnt and then, like, what was your turnout when you first, like, told guys you wanted to do this? So that first one was, it was just all... Uh, invites via text message basically but I do use Twitter for my um, main social media platform um, so I had put something up on that um, that's part of my extrovert uh, personality I suppose so <laughs> I put something up there and the ABC regional drive radio program uh, connected with it and wanted to have a chat to me leading into it uh, it was while I was doing the six P's, the prior preparation prevents piss poor performance, um, <laughs> making some notes for that. I actually, that's where I came up with the six P's because mm. that was going to be the six key components of the night. There was going to be blokes, there's going to be beers, there's going to be a barbecue, there's going to be the bonfire, there's going to be bonding, and I knew that there'd be some bullshit. So <laughs> it's that's and that's as simple as where the six P's came from. Um, and I always use the hashtag with it because it's a social media-based thing, basically. It's the how to connect with the uh, with the wide, wide world. So, um, yeah, so from there we had, I don't know, the mid-20s, 25 people there. It, that seems to be the number. Whenever you have a six Bs, you have 25 people turn up. Okay. Um, there's been a few different events held. They, they've been held across WA from... Uh, to Nindawal, which is uh, a couple of hours north of here or uh, an hour inland from Geraldton. Yeah. Um, I've had a few here that uh, I've encompassed different themed or di different ideas with it. So we've had a butchering day. Um, a good mate of mine uh, and yours, Melissa, Evan Reynolds, the, the Banu Butcher. Yeah, he does a great uh, job. I want him to start a whole YouTube channel on butchering. But go on, yeah. no, that's another story. No, no, no. He, he and I have done a couple of mini new expos together, so I enjoy cooking for my hobby. So um, I use the hashtag cocky likes to cook. Yeah. And uh, we, we do a half, oh, I, I think, you know, here I am sticking a straw, clean up my bum, but I, I think it works out really well. Our personalities get on really well. So he, he cuts up a carcass in front of everybody. I cook a bit of it and then we cook a bit together and um, you do sort of two two shows a day and, yeah, it it really does work well. I, it would be nice to think there was enough money in the world to for us both to go and do that, but that said, I think we both get sick of it pretty quick too. So, but, yeah, no, he is brilliant. But anyway, back to that. So and the butchering day. The, um, sorry, just with the, what is it, cocky wants to what? Cook. No. Cocky likes to cook. Cocky likes to cook. Okay, just for yep. our international listeners, cocky is what we call a farmer. It's nothing to do with a penis and a cock. It's a cocky is a farmer in Australia. Just to and I did not, I did not know that. Didn't you? Well, no. there you go. Oh, didn't I, you? Yeah. I, I, thought, I just no, thought that, 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 that's like a funny cocky like. 
No. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's that yeah, general colloquialism of uh, of a farmer is a cocky. So yeah. um, just yeah, we need cock, to clarify cocky. that, or people are yeah. yeah. God knows what people yep. are thinking. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If they are keen for a for a shake of the head, um, yeah, get, get Google or search for yeah hashtag cocky likes to cook, and you'll see some of my um. Right. But it, that, that's my Sunday fun day uh, afternoon. Generally, something slow cooked, and um, generally with a beer, and uh, yeah, my, my unwind before we launch back into another week. So, um, so it. yeah, we, so yeah, we, we had Evan down. We had um, four sheep that we'd slaughtered. Um, that he cut up basically four different ways. Um, there's once again 26, 27 blokes there. But that night we would have had another half a dozen guys turn up that had work commitments that couldn't get there during the day. So, um, yeah, that was brilliant. We, yeah, basically. And what's the furthest south that there's been an event for the six Bs? So we go down to uh, there's another fellow out from Perth in Bolgart, so it's only an hour and a quarter out from Perth, very close. Um, Hooley has had uh, four or five. At uh, He's built a little shack up in a uh, reclaimed gravel heap. Mm-hmm. So he has had four or five up there, and that works really well for Perth followers to get up to. It's close for them. Um, they get a bit of their bloke time, a bit of bush time, and uh, done. We go down to Manjumup down in the southwest, so down the big tall timber. Uh, a good mate of mine down there, Jamie Nicolau, has had a couple down there. Um, another mate, we go further east to Esperance. Uh, Greg Kernow, um has had uh, a couple down there. Yeah. Uh, and then we actually got um, taken over to the Air Peninsula of South Australia back in 2019, um, and we held one over there. We actually had two. We had uh, a lunchtime show with the babes. So it was babes and bubbles instead of blokes and beer. Oh, that's cool. Um, so, yeah, sort of gave them a, a bit of an insight as to what it was all about. Um, that was actually probably my toughest one to talk at. So I had my wife and uh, son were in the audience and um, it got a bit uh, tricky there at times, a bit uh, sweaty-eyed. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, just, and, and I probably hadn't. It's not my full story. I, I probably haven't put out my full story. I'm starting to droop it out a little bit more now. But, um, yeah, that, that was tough. That was tough, especially looking around the room and seeing these ladies who were very concerned about some of their, their male folk in their life and to see them weeping with it. Um, yeah, I struggle with – I'm very raw with my emotions, basically. So, um, yeah, that was tricky. But, yeah, the night one was great. There was um, – yeah, once again, 30-odd blokes in a shearing shed and big fire and, um, yeah, just um, doing 6 B stuff. So so do you find that when you feel, I mean, our audience can't see you, but you're a big burly farmer bloke. Do, and I think, do you find that when you stand up in front of an audience and are quite vulnerable and raw in your emotion that it, I'm sure that it would encourage other men to be more open as well and perhaps open up the dialogue? Is is that what you, what happens? Out of six bees, we, we don't actually have a set program or agenda of how things run. Um, generally, because it is, well, it's only five years old, so um, I've sort of learned that you need to let people know about the six bees early in the event. So we, we've had a couple of crackingly good ones that have been big, uh, 70 or 80 people, mm-hmm. um, but it's been encompassed with a farm tour. So you um, you meet at lunchtime, have lunch, and then tour around a farm for the afternoon. It's what bloke or what 
we in our just love doing. Um, we're really, really good at sharing our professional wins and losses. Um, I don't think you would get a room full of shop retail shop owners together that would that get there and tell their competition uh, what they do right and wrong. Um, whereas in ag, we just love that. We love our neighbour to be successful. Um, that's something I'm trying to lever off now and point out to guys is, Rodeo, we, we're really good at this professionally. Um, let's get better at this personally and um, try and encourage them to share and you've got to share your wins. It's not just the bad times that you need to share. You've got to share your wins as well. Um, a real kicker into the six Bs was I watched the Max, uh, the, the Gus Warland show, uh, three-part documentary, Man Up, oh, yeah. on the ABC. Yeah. Just brilliant. Yeah. Just, and that that really inspired me to yeah, put my hand up and try and make a difference, basically. So, um they, as Gotcha for Life, which is his foundation, has come out and uh, so they say publicly, and I, I've really connected with it, is blokes only have two Gotcha for Life mates on average. Um, so they're the mates that you'll tell everything to. Um, some have none, some have four. I know I've worked out personally, I've probably got a few more, and I use them a bit like an advisory board that I'll share some parts of my life and I probably do have two that I share absolutely everything with from intimate relationship stuff uh, through to my deepest battles with depression. So um, that's the first time I've actually said that um, publicly. So, yeah, I, I, that that little bit might, yeah, might very be edited very brave. Out. Very, very brave. Uh, no, it, it can probably be edited out a little bit. But um, uh, so, yeah, it's just. So yeah, but yes, we've got to we've got to connect more with our mates. But you can't you can't just go around telling everyone what's going on. You've got to pick those yeah. couple of, couple of good mates that you're very comfortable with, that you can tell them the warts and all story. Um, you've got to realise that you're very likely not going to be theirs. Um, there's every chance that they might not connect with you at that level. Um, I'm very fortunate. I don't like using the word lucky, but I'm very lucky that my two good gotcha for life mates, we do talk about everything, uh, each back and forward. One, one of them's actually in on the Air Peninsula in South Australia and we both, uh, family farming, both have a penchant for beer and we have several, we both have several beers together a, a week. That's the joy of the mobile phone is we can get oh, there. Oh, so you do it remotely. Yeah, we, we flick each other a message at, lunchtime or whatever and better have a beer tonight if something's not quite gone right for the oh, day cool. so um yep, yep, yeah, yep. We, so that's like your code word <laughs> yeah pretty much so um yeah we get there and have a beer and have a couple and yeah it's it's fantastic it really yeah it's so nice yeah that's so, great i mean that is a really amazing thing isn't it like as you said earlier that we're kind of more isolated from people in in rural communities now because there's not as many people in them anymore in one way, but we can still be connected to your mate who's on the other side of Australia, which wouldn't have been possible 10 years ago even. No, absolutely. And and my friendship with him is all via social media. Um, I actually became friendly with a a good mate of his, a next-door neighbour, and, um, yeah, when I happened to meet this guy, we yeah, we're both very, very similar, but wide, very similarly. Um, and yeah, just really connected well. And yeah, he's uh, an amazing human being. So I'm um, very, very lucky. And so do you find that because you're hanging around the fire when you have these events that 
like I, I don't know I sort of feel like I know when my kids were teenagers lighting the camp the fire in the backyard was always a great way because you're looking at the fire instead of at someone and it's dark and, and it's, it's side by side like, yeah, yeah it is. is that one of the things that helps and that's a big thing um studies have proven that men don't talk face to face we if men are talking face-to-face, it's generally a confrontation. Um, you'll generally see one of them start to clench a fist a little bit. It's more often than not on the footy field after a push and shove and that sort of thing. Blokes talk over their shoulder to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where driving around a ute, uh, looking at crops, uh, looking at farms is just perfect. It's the perfect setting. You're talking over the shoulder. You don't have to look at the bloke. You're just talking and that's it, whereas... It's a natural thing when we talk to females that we want to be face on because we are checking you girls out. <laughs> it's it's inbuilt it's inbuilt in us. That's what we're here for. I know, and I don't want to be confrontational or whatever. But all well, this gender all. stuff. Yeah. I like, no, I like no, the way you put it. Mm. But all, all this gender stuff is there's males and there's females, and without the both of us, there is no future. Yeah, mm. It's as simple as that. So. Um, yeah, so that's where, like you say, around a fire, it is, yeah, it's over the shoulder. Thinking. It can be dark. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it can be dark. It doesn't have to, you know, facial expressions and things like that don't have to show up as much. And I, I know that was one real kicker for me at that first six Bs was out in the dark, um, relieving myself, making room for my next can, and just looking looking back into the lights and seeing my mates standing around the fire, hearing them talking, hearing the laughs, mm. um, it was just gold. And that was a real light bulb moment. I just went, yeah, tick, this yep. is a good This is a good thing we're doing. So, um, yeah, and it's built legs from there. Right. And can I ask a question? Do you ever toast marshmallows? No. 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 That's probably up the, the babes and bubbles. One. I'm just going to say to Joe, yeah. have you ever drunk a beer and eaten a marshmallow at the same time? No. It's a no. bad combination. Yeah, no, no. It's it, it, it's about the food and the beer, I think. So, uh, yeah. I think marshmallows um, are pure and, and for a reason. Yeah, you can yeah, tell absolutely. she's never lived in the country, hey? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, does, it does seem like she does need to get out and about a bit yeah, more. Yeah, I, so, I, I do, yeah. I do, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, get 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 some plans in place. I the will. wildflower season this year yeah. from here north will be nothing short of spectacular. So, um, yeah, get get some plans together and, uh, yeah, wander out yonder and have a look. You'll so. have to tell us if you have a 6B in later in the year and maybe Joe and I could come for a drive when the wildflower's on and we could interview the guys at the 6B. But women aren't allowed. Yep. No, no, we'll go after. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, um, we, 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 we can work on something, I'm sure. So, because I know a lot of what you girls talk about is stuff that we all need to hear as blokes as well. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm not pissing in your pocket, but you are doing an amazing job with your podcast. It's very well connected to, and um, yeah, to to have two ladies talk about it so openly, uh, probably, probably makes it a bit easier as well to a degree. So, um. Yeah. Great. Thank you for all you do. That's a pleasure. So tell us about, like, you've got quite a big following on Twitter, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Not that life should be gauged by um, followers. There's more to life than that. So, no, um, but, but having followers means people are hearing your message. So that is good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I, I, 100%. And that's, and there is so much good positive feedback that does come back. I mean, Yes, we have to be careful 
the topic of mental health becomes saturating. Um, I know I've been challenged a couple of times of when is enough enough? When can we stop talking about this? Mm. You know, well, while the stats are real of uh, nine Australians every single day lose their battle to uh, the demons mm. and seven of those are blokes, um, that was one thing that really hit home is when yeah. the six Bs was formed in 2017, the stats were eight and six. Mm. So the six Bs was a bit of a tribute to those um, six blokes. Mm. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, and that's a lot of, a lot of it, it, it's just a message of awareness. There's nothing else running along with the six Bs at all. And it's just trying to inspire and get other community leaders out there to stand up and take, take the lead, um, encourage their blokes to get together. It, it doesn't have to be branded the six Bs. You know, I know a small group in Geraldton that get together once a month for chicken wings and beer on, on a Wednesday night. Um, lots of small communities will do a, a there's a barbecue trailer gets around for a Friday morning barbecue around the place. Um, we had, or we've done a lot of, of out of the six Bs, we ended up with, um, so in 2018, sorry, we're jumping around, but I know you can edit. That's good, yeah. 2018, we actually, well, I got um, nominated for an award from Syngenta, a chemical company, for their growth awards mm -hmm. in the community section. Um, uh, long story short, uh, I, I couldn't attend the award ceremony because December the 4th is not really a great time for a grain grower to not be on farm. That's peak harvest pretty much but so out of that uh i i was awarded a small bursary to use at my discretion um and i said at the time no i've got nothing in mind i've got no expenses there's yeah i've got nothing that i need it for but i came across um the enamel mugs the pannikins at a uh souvenir shop mm -hmm. and i went ah oh, that's a lot like us blokes they're pretty tough very resilient they can get chopped they can get chipped dented but was still usable yeah, so i went back that. went back to syngenta and said to them what about this and they've gone love it so they put the money into a graphic designer to come up with our brand and we had 100 cups we had enough money for 100 cups which i was just gifting away to those who had supported us along the way um power of social media again uh all of a sudden a few of these bloke started posting a thank you publicly on social media for them then the inquiries came oh wouldn't mind one of those sorry they're not for sale they're just gifts and blah, blah, blah. but ended up going oh it, there was lots of inquiries so um i ended up going yep rightio so i think i had 20 odd from that first hundred left um went and ordered another box uh just locally just using a local supplier uh, very naive uh, to costings and all the rest of it. And um, now there's about 950 of these cups have gone out across Australia oh. um, and some oh, half a dozen across the ditch to New Zealand. So <laughs> um, that probably captures the organic growth of the six Bs that it it hasn't, there hasn't been goals and KPIs and all this sort of thing. It's just naturally grown basically. So um, yeah, we've done these, cups up um we've then 
And so we've got a small range of merchandise that's all done at pretty much a cost. I've been very fortunate along the way. We've had some uh, some good silent support from Syngenta. Um, also, a local fertiliser company over here has uh, given us a bit of a hand just recently. Um, so we've got uh, some stubby holders that are uh, magnetic, so they can hold a full beer up against on something magnetic. But once again, a bit like us blokes, we need to stick together a bit better. So, um, but and then yeah, we've done some footy shorts and um, and they're blue. <laughs> I'm looking at the one. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. So and that's that was a conscious decision to keep the white and the blue basically, but yeah. particularly blue to connect with the Blue Tree Project. Um, I love the work that Kendall White has done with that. Um, she's a very special lady, and uh, yeah, the, the the symbolism of that blue tree. Uh, is unique that I don't think there's too many people around who wouldn't connect with what oh, the blue that, tree that's means. That's an incredible project, isn't it? Mm. She got yeah. um, one of the Australians of the Year this year, didn't she, or something I saw recently? She won the West Australian Young. That's it. Or the, the Young West Australian of the Year um, and then went to the National uh, Finals for Australia Day and, uh, yeah, di didn't win that. But like she said, everyone's a winner that gets there. It's it's And it's not just getting there. We're all winners in, in what we're doing. So, But, no, Ken, Kendall's a very special lady. She's um, yeah, a remarkable young girl. Yeah, not a young girl, blue young lady. Tree. I spend a lot of time driving in the country and whenever I see it and everywhere I go there's blue trees and I just think, wow, like it's so amazing that from little things big things grow. Like yep. every time yep. I drive down south or up north to Geraldton I think, Oh, wow. Like, it makes you think. It's really good. Yeah. No, it does. Um, it's funny. I was involved with a project with a, another uh, ag community a bit east of us, um, and this probably won't go in the podcast, I don't think, but they were going to do a blue tree but then had were warned uh, against it because there's a bit of um, scuttlebutt talk out there that it was becoming a, a place too commit suicide which yeah. I haven't heard of I, I have asked Kendall and she's gone no she hasn't heard of it either but this is so they came to me for my advice um and I said well look yeah if you're not comfortable why don't you do it in your, your town colors mm. so that's what it, that they did it in their green and gold so they did it in green and gold so did the trunk green and um yellow or gold handprints over it so everyone that was there got to put a handprint up there and nice. off it went so yeah. but no so the, the blue tree is, is an amazing uh, connection with the subject of mental health and mental well-being. So where do you see 6Bs moving forward in the future? That's the big thing is there are no goals. There's never been any goals with it. Um, I've, I've learned it's all been part of my personal management plan, I suppose, is um, it gives me an act, belong, commit subject to do. So. Um, I know I've got to be me first and foremost. Um, so many blokes and and babes, but blokes will bat themselves down the down the list a lot. Generally, the kids come first, wife, parents, business, then them. Um, I've learned I've got to be number one. I've and it's not being selfish. It's right. just investing the time and the health into me to make me better, and I can then give more. Yeah, and then I'll do a better job of everything else in my life. Um, so these community things like the six Bs uh, behind the, our son, my wife, my parents, my business, 
it, and that's where that comes in. So and I think that's been one of the real connects with the six Bs is that it's not being driven. There's like we don't have a charity behind us. We, we're not a structured organisation in that way. I, I, I looked at it. I seriously looked at it. I had a lot of ducks lined up mm-hmm. to make that happen. Um, and I actually, well, I had a fantastic afternoon here um, with a mate and a, um, a, a carton of Corona back when we could say Corona without thinking about the spicy cough. Yeah. And, <laughs> And a butterfly leg of lamb, and we just talked about it, bounced it back and forward, bounced back and forward, and we just kept coming back to the fact that it was about raising awareness, not raising money. And as soon as you go to that charity, you are waving banners, and that's not what we're about. That's I've, I've mentioned the silent partners that we have that are fantastic because they don't want recognition on all of our merchandise and things like that. They are just happy to roll along in the background. Um, very small financially support us, and that's all that we need. We don't need a lot of money um, because we don't have any expenses, um, pretty much. So um, I, th- I think it's that organic growth, or that it's that ethos that's been the organic growth to it um, and the connection to it's Yeah, it's just so cool to see people using that hashtag of six Bs. Um, yes, we have grown and um, got a website up and going now, um, the six, the, the numeral sixbs.com.au, mm-hmm. and that's just to leave another footprint on the earth because not everybody does social media. So um, it's, I oh, know I'm not here forever. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people say you only live once, you don't, you only die once, you get to live <laughs> every day. It's in, something you so, said before that really stuck out for me was I think it's great that there's an organisation run by men that isn't goal orientated because men are usually so goal focused. So I think that in itself is a really so real. interesting concept yeah, that it's just like it's not about the goal, it's about the journey. And I think that that should, if we all thought about that with our life, if you enjoyed the journey instead of just waiting for the goal, we'd probably all enjoy our lives a lot more. So I think that's in itself a great message. Yeah. Well, what's the old joke that um, life's actually the wrong way around, that it should start, uh, well, as, as an older person lying in hospital with somebody wiping your bum, <laughs> go all the way through and then end in a glorious orgasm at the end. That would, that would just be the perfect life. So um, unfortunately we don't get... Uh, unfortunately we don't get to make that choice so um but no yeah you are right it's yeah th- th- there's no egos involved and no i know it's funny we've had a couple of different shows and invited a couple of people in a professional role but invited them as blokes as mates and um they'll get back to me and say afterwards oh no sorry i couldn't come or a bank manager mm. no i couldn't come because i didn't want my, any of my clients to think that you know i'm there looking at them I'm going, mate, once you're there, you're a bloke. As long as you've got a, a, a penis and Thank you. You, 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 you're welcome. There's nobody cares who does what, who's got what. It's not about that. It's um, just getting there and being with the blokes. Yeah. And there was something else that you said that I wrote down as well is about having a purpose greater than yourself. And um, there's a lot of research around that, about that if we have a purpose greater than ourselves, um, which is helping other people in some way and giving back to our community, that would generally be much happier. So by being involved in something like this, you know, 
would make your community much happier in themselves as well. Yeah, and that's something that was instilled in me as a as an adolescent. I know uh, started playing cricket and I can remember going home and complaining about the club structure to mum and she's going, well, don't complain about it, do something about it. Um, so, yeah, well, I think as a 17-year-old, I was the club secretary, that sort of thing. And um, so, yeah, it, it, and but mum's always been strong in the community as well, Red Cross and all this sort of thing. So um, it, it's inherent in me. Once again, I'm not sticking a straw in my but I, I really, yeah, I, I'm not all overly comfortable talking about it. But, yeah, I, it's just we need people to do these things in our regional communities. Um, it's the same in the city, but you get diluted out because of, there are lots of people to do it, whereas our, our small country towns, there aren't enough people going around to do the job. So um, it's probably this experience has been great. It's uh, keeping me off standing for Shire Council and... Um, <laughs> but, Doing a few other things. So, um, yeah, it's funny. Last year, turning 50, I um, spent a lot of the year reflecting on my life journey to that point. Um, actually, funnily enough, had the soberest year of my adulthood um, last year. Um, I found non-alcoholic beers and um, looked I? after us. Joe, when I yeah. turned 50 last year and I discovered non-alcoholic beers, I'm quite impressed with them too, but yes. Yeah, there's some very good ones out there. Um mm. Some are very expensive, cool drink, basically. But um, <laughs> there are some lovely ones. When when you do just really love the taste of a beer, um, to have that taste, that, that's what I like. Um, unfortunately, by the end of it, I'd sort of got to the stage I was missing that nice sensation of alcohol. So, and turning 50 was a good enough excuse. And that mongrel mate of mine from over east came and surprised me for my 50th. So, yeah. Um, but fair to say that the fall off the wagon was a very quick one and, and uh, quite heavy. So, um, but no, I, I've been fortunate in my life to be gifted some different leadership courses um, by different organisations I've been involved with. I've, I've had a couple of different ag uh, advisory roles with um, our, our state's uh uh, store and handler of grain and then a, a national marketer of grain and um, it really came back to me a lot of these courses has actually yes at the time they were probably setting trying to set up a skill space for people to take on roles as directors and that sort of thing in those businesses and give back to the community and it's yeah, it really dawned on me that I've been very fortunate to be able to use all of those skills that I've been taught to help with the six Bs to, um, yeah, to, to get the message across and, and use that network. I can lever off that network to, um, for the greater good, as you've said. So, um, yeah, it, it is, it is really nice. Um, yeah, I've, yeah, I've been very fortunate. So do you go to every one of these events yourself? No, um, Last year, funnily enough, leading into my birthday, I was laid up with a bulging disc in my back, so I couldn't really travel. Um, and uh, it's and that was great. It's uh, we've been able to lever off uh, some local community champions, as I'm calling them, um, an ambassador, whatever you, whatever term you want to put them with. Uh, but yeah, no, there's a young fella from south of Perth, uh, Sam Burgess. He won't, won't mind me mentioning it. He, he loves his name up in lights. Does our Burjo? <laughs> Um, but he went and waved the flag for us. So the, the, the Manjum Up 6Bs and the Esperance 6Bs is normally in the same week. 
Mm-hmm. So he he went and did both of those for me last year. Oh, good. Um, he's he's done another one this year. The Western Dairy Foundation over here, the Western Dairy Board, uh, very hastily had one uh, south of Perth, and he went and represented us there. And I know there's a couple in the pipeline for down around the Albany uh, district, which is right down the south of WA. That um, yeah, he's a hell of a lot closer to them than us. So there's every chance I'll yeah, if I can go to that. Yeah, that's great because you need you need others as it grows a little bit to um, not be the front man and for everything. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard because you do feel like you should, like you yeah. feel like you've made the commitment to it. Um, you know, I'm the sort of guy that would go to the wedding on the Saturday night and be back in Wotheroo for 10 o'clock on Sunday for cricket. So you make a commitment, you stick to it. But it also... It, I don't know that there's going to be a secession as such with it. I, you know, I, I honestly don't know what happens when that morning I don't wake up, what happens with the six Bs. Um, it's going to be a bloody big barbecue. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and yeah, or yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's That's not my problem. No. Uh, but what, yeah. what a, um, geez, this is a classic bloody straw up the ass comment, but what a great legacy to leave if the six Bs keeps going after I'm gone. Well, hopefully you've got another 20 years or so to at least to kind of bed that down. Oh, us, that's the worst part with us blokes is we don't actually get the opportunity to embrace middle life. Why? We not, we, we get out the other side of being midlife before we realise that we were there pretty <laughs> much. It's, it's it, A fellow once explained it to me. He said, get, get out a ruler, which I happen to have here. Get out a ruler. Obviously, the starts your start of your life and put the thirty centimeter at at your your life expectancy. You know your family and genetics and that sort of thing, but without something coming from left field, and work out how far along that you are. And um, I think when you're old enough to really take that on board, you're generally closer to the twenty centimeters and the ten centimeters. So um, it's not been morbid. I've been accused of being a morbid bastard for saying that publicly before and I'm going, no, it's real. No, it is. At at 50, yes, my father's 74. Um, I know some of my lifestyle has possibly not been that conducive to a long life, Uh, but a lot of that is out of my control. I've I've tried to fix it up. Um, I've lost some weight where I needed to and uh, unfortunately it's starting to creep back on, but I'm probably enjoying my life a lot more. It's it, as my doctor says to me, life's not easy. It's a hard slog, um, and she says you've just got to do things in moderation. Don't forgo everything because all of a sudden you'll live a, live a very long, bloody morbid life. So um, just yeah, keep keep life in moderation. And I suppose that's a great thing that I do like to talk about with the six Bs when I talk is. Um, we would never, we would never, um, oh, what's the term? Uh, knock a diabetic for having insulin. It's part of their life. They need it. Mm. So why is there such a stigma to people being on antidepressants? It just keeps everything in balance. In Broadacre Ag, we're very good at adding our nitrogen, phosphorus, sulfur, potash, lime, to keep the soil in balance, mm. to keep it in balance. And if people need to take some medication, how fortunate are we 
to live at a time in life that A, the work's been done to research and find it, B, we've got medical practitioners that are trained in the field to be able to administer it. And if people need that for a short time just to get some clarity back in their life, to work out their uh, personal management plan, to get things back in perspective, how great. Ross, it's just I brilliant. Couldn't agree with you more. And even if you need it forever, because for some reason your brain chemistry isn't producing what it is to need, why make life difficult when it can be easier? And I, I think that's a great example about you put all the fertiliser on your crop, why wouldn't you put it in your own brain? Yep, 100%. And it's like the comparison I said earlier with our ag and our professional sharing. Um, none of us would drive past a mate's place and see a tree on the fence, a sheep and a crop or a bad outbreak of weeds without jumping on the phone and making contact with him going, hey, just seen this, were you aware of it? Yeah, yeah. We need to do that when our mates do start falling off like the the first one of the big signs to people being right on the pump mentally is their normal routine so if they're normally at the thursday afternoon scrounges the friday froths the footy on saturday bowls on sunday whatever it is when people start not doing that mm, when they start repetitively yep. you need to you need to have the strength of character to give your mate a ring and say hey what's going on and explain it mate Notice this isn't happening. What's happening? Like I said, you wouldn't go past a tree in his fence and not stop to give him a hand. So, um, yeah, surely we connect with our mates a bit better and, um, yeah, give him a hand hopefully and, yeah, stop losing these seven blokes a day. Thank you so much, Brad, for today. That was absolutely fantastic. And we'll put the um, links and everything in the show notes. And I just can't thank you enough for being so open and honest and also for starting such a great initiative. I'm going to tell you about a boy who lives inside me He's been there all of my life Hi, this is Dr Joe. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We're getting so many emails, so many questions and so much feedback. And Melissa and I are absolutely thrilled about this. What we'd really love you to do, though, is to share our podcast with anyone you think might benefit, including any man in your life. Simply download using your favourite podcast app or subscribe to the penisproject.org. You'll get a weekly email and new releases. And this helps our podcast get more people And if you write a review and subscribe as well, well, we'll get known more widely across the globe. Meanwhile, let's keep the conversation going. Women, just a mystery to me. I've got a boy of my own now. It fills me with pride to see him growing so fast into a man.